Welcome to Sword and Board. I'm Luke. And I'm Lars. This is two guys watching every fantasy movie ever made. Lars, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Um, I am in Atlanta for work. Atlanta? Atlanta. Uh, I started my day at a campsite in North Carolina and ended my day in a bustling metropolis. So I am I am all over the place. Nice. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Yeah, I it was funny. I was gonna go explore. I'm like, oh, I'll go go out to eat and all this kind of stuff. And I got here. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I am so tired. Um, how uh, yeah. how have you been? I'm good. I'm good. We're um, just catching up on some stuff, rearranging, watching a lot of spooky Halloween stuff. Oh um, yes, it's yeah, tis it's the funny. season. Um, Tis the season. It's funny. I'm not much of a hip hop person, mm-hmm. so you can imagine my delight and surprise as to me finding out that Edgar Allan Poe was actually the inspiration for the fall of the House of Usher. So wait, wait, wait. Edgar Allan Poe is the inspiration for the, the fall of the House of Usher. Of course, yes. Yeah, I completely forgot that that was a a um, a Poe story. I have been seeing ads for this for months expecting some kind of weird documentary about the rapper Usher. Ah, and the fact that you're calling him a rapper and not an R&B singer yes. is, is clear, I, look, I know clear indication that you do not know anything about it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Here's what I know about Usher. He thinks his genre of music is Michael Jackson. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and, how... and Fall House Usher was pretty good. I heard. I, well, I love Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I thought that Midnight Mass was one of the best things I've seen in a very long time. I don't know if mm-hmm. you wo- did. You watch Midnight Mass? Not yet. I I really like Raul Cooley, and I haven't had a chance to like uh, <clears throat> to see it yet. But I've heard great things about it. It is amazing. I yeah. I mean, I I like horror movies or you know spooky you know stuff that you know relies on good story and good acting and I mean I, mm-hmm. I also I mean. I'm saying this as when I get off the phone with you, I'm going to be watching um, Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. So okay. I go all over the place with my my yep. <laughs> my tastes, but <laughs> um, I really do appreciate a, a good, you know, well-crafted horror story. Uh-huh. And I feel like Mike, Mike Flanagan does a great job with that. Yeah, I watched I watched bits of uh, Bly Manor, which was really good, too. Very good, yep. Uh, we also watched... Um, Renfield last night. I like that one. <laughs> it, it was so good. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. It was perfect. Yeah, it was terrible. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was lots of fun. We've seen a bunch of good ones. We saw. We really like. No one. No one will save you. It's on Hulu. No one will save you. It's a home invasion movie, but the invaders are aliens. Nice. That sounds cool. It was really good. Um. Yeah, we watched. A, there, there's been some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We watched a kind of like a, a thriller. Don't worry, darling. Have you heard uh, about that one? Um, Elizabeth really, really liked that one. I I liked it up until like the reveal, and like it felt like it just sucked like, all the wind out of its sails. Oh, and, bummer! Like, everything just kind of yeah, like we liked it up until that point, and it just fell apart for us. But mm. I like it was really well acted up until then. Um, cool. So we got two more Halloween Halloweeny things tonight. We do. Starting us off tonight, we have 1999's Sleepy Hollow. We do. Yes. 
Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Um, when was the like? Do you, I I've seen this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the last time you'd seen? Have you ever seen this before? Oh yeah, I saw it in the theater. Really? Yep. I was mostly like I enjoyed it. One of the things that I thought was really interesting was just the amount of that guys. There are lots of that guys in this. Yep. It's fun. I forgot that it's kind of fun. You know. I um, so I had seen I saw this since Elizabeth and I have been together i don't think mm-hmm. that she'd seen it before hadn't seen it in a long time and I, was, and I was like hey let's watch this one and so she wanted to watch it again with me um for this mm-hmm. i really really like this one this is probably my this is in my opinion aside from big fish this is the last good tim burton movie in my mind i i don't really like a lot of his movies lately and this is yeah. the last one that's like yeah, this is a good one. Um, I really dig just the feel of it. It's it's a heart. I mean, it's you know, it's a gory movie. Um, I like what they did. I I, I don't know. I, I I won't I won't get too much into it. I, I don't know that we'll we'll talk about it more. But initial impressions, th- I really really dig this one. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I I'm looking. I'm also looking over Tim Burton's filmography, and I'm like, yep, grinds to a halt after Big Fish. Yeah. One of the things that we talked about. Victoria and I talked about a lot was it um it just it kind of is this like the first movie that did like the the intense washout of color because it felt like that the entire time it's um you see it in like in Saving Private Ryan Mm -hmm. um but yeah the it's very the color is incredible in it and it it makes the blood pop so much more when you know because it's a very bloody movie like it's you know heads will roll it's about the headless horseman right he's chopping people's heads off and you see it in very graphic (laughs) you know you know over the top detail but because it is so washed out everywhere else it's you know um it's just that much more kind of stark of a contrast I don't know. I just, yeah, I, 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 the original story. I think he's a school teacher, right, Ichabod Crane? I think so too. Isn't he like I, a like I an am. effeminate kind of school teacher that like shows up in town and like he gets kind of picked on by like the locals and they make you know they're they're almost like telling him the uh, like there's a pool on the roof kind of story where you know they're they're like hazing the new person and it just so happens right. that that like the headless horseman actually is real. I love that in this he. You know, this is before Johnny Depp became eccentric just to be eccentric, I feel like. And I really enjoyed him being a detective. So, like, they, they, Mm -hmm. you know, that that was the adaptation is that Ichabod Crane is a a detective in this. And kind of he's ready to join the 20th century and his compatriots are not. Right. You know, so he's a man of science and science is, like, still in, like, ill humors and like leeches and stuff like that kind of mentality and he's much you know obviously even you know the science that he's prescribing to is woefully out of date by our standards he's he's a man of science and i just i really liked that there's a reason why he's so scientific and why he's like giving up faith and and that's all explored pretty well and i don't know i just it was i it's not one that like i like oh we're gonna go watch sleepy hollow you know it's not like on my rotation of Halloween movies, but it, I don't know. It's just a solid movie. It just, it, I feel like it, it, it's creepy and it's got some really good deaths and I don't know. I yeah, don't know why I don't it, why, know. Why I don't watch it more. <laughs> right. No, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's creepy. It's got interesting set pieces. I, I love how, like we talk about how there's a bunch of that guys. Um, 
I, I just had it pulled up. I can't remember his name. Well, the Palpatine's in it. Yeah, Palpatine's in it, and Johnny Rico, and uh, <laughs> and Alfred, and Rooney, and, um, <laughs> Rooney, and uh, Dumbledore, and no, there's um, what's his name? The guy's name is Richard Griffiths, and he plays in that the uh, the father, one of the one of the like the the councilman people. I think is the father. It's just really funny, like how he plays the uh, the same role in every and everything. He just sits on the he plays a sitting larger fellow. Hmm. Okay. You, do you remember who I'm talking about? No. Okay. Well, it just that's what it feels like to him. He uh he was oh he was Vernon he was Uncle Dursley. Oh yeah yeah okay yes yep okay yeah, him and that it guy. feels like in every it feels like in every movie he's in he plays the same guy he's just a heavier dude sitting down. And I, I've seen him do that in multiple movies, and I can't think of, of other ones off the top of my head now. Gotcha. And obviously, you know, Christina Ricci's in it. I don't know. It, it yeah. It like there's just a ton. There's a ton of talented people in it. A bunch of it. It feels like very you know Tim Burton called didn't call in a bunch of favors, but like, hey, I want to go work with these people again. I, I want to go work with Christopher Lee. I want to go work with right. with uh, with Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken's a headless horseman in this. He has no. Yep. He has and no. He, he, he has no lines, <laughs> and just yeah, screams. <laughs> and he's creepy the whole time. Oh my god! Yeah, I like the treatment of like witches in it and witchcraft. There's a good mystery. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it. Yeah, it just it, it. A lot of it. A lot of really good things are going on in this movie. The score is really great. I mean, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman is in this is in the same same caliber as. Um, uh, John Williams, honestly, like, I agree. I agree. Maybe not in the same. Uh, maybe doesn't have the exact same. Um, his the, the only thing. The only reason we don't talk about Danny Elfman as much is because he didn't do Star Wars. Yeah, like, yeah. But I mean, he's the, the the Star. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say the Star Wars theme is basically perfect, and like we talked about last week about having you know you don't have to do much after you make something perfect like The Godfather. Um. That theme, that's like the Star Wars themes, is perfect. You know, right? Yeah, and after that, you know, you don't really need to. If you continue to make music, then wonderful, but you don't need to. It's funny, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's name pops up in the credits. I don't know if you saw it. I did. I thought that I laughed a lot, and it was a what? I was like, wait, him again? Wait a minute. Um, (laughs) I just again with with Tim, kind of with other directors that, or another director that has kind of became sort of a. Not a parody of himself, but I feel like Tim Burton mm. is just is that now. It's like, hey, I'm Tim Burton and kooky and weird. This is kind of what I have yep. to do. And Francis Ford Coppola is like, well, I'm a, a film genius, so I have to do this. This is why I say this is his last good movie. I I feel like it's it's appropriately off center and off kilter. Yes, mm-hmm. it's appropriately dark, and it, it's not just being kooky or showy it's it's it it's it's doing a service to the story it's telling and it's not it's not too stylized like that's that's for me like it no. is it's very stylized but it's not it's not charlie and the chocolate factory it's not dark shadows it's not right stylized isn't even the stylized isn't even the right phrasing it's just not it's not weird for the sake of weird well exactly and i feel like that again that is what a lot of his movies have become is just Oh, I'm Tim Tim Burton. I have to do this, mm-hmm. which it's like um, 
David Lynch. David Lynch has done a bunch of movies that are weird and crazy and creepy. And then he did that movie for Disney about the guy on the tractor. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing, which is just a perfectly normal movie. Or normal for David Lynch, at least. As as normal as you, it could be. Yep. Yes. Well, I mean, so, even, yeah. even Big Fish, like Big Fish is a, is a fairy tale. It's weird, but it was also, it was kind of accessible. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it didn't have like a bunch of German expressionism and Dutch angles and weird stuff. It was just a, it was a fairy tale. And that's kind of, that I love that movie a lot. I don't know how you feel about mm-hmm. Big Fish. I love Big Fish. Love Big Fish. Uh, Makes me cry. Yeah, oh, 100%. But after Big Fish, then you get to the Alice in Wonderlands and you get to the Dark Shadows and it's just, oh, I'm Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. This is kind of how I have to make a movie. And you're not, I'm not feeling that in this. I'm feeling it more like it's, yeah, it's okay if it's kooky and weird. We're talking about a headless horseman. That's okay if it's a little off. It, it's servicing the story really well. Right. I don't know. It, it, it's really, it, I love the, the gothic like windmill stuff. It, there's a lot of like Frankenstein happening there and, and old classic Absolutely. monster movies. And the, the tree, the tree, the, the tree is just eerie and, oh, and yeah. um, upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, just, again, it was one of those, I hadn't seen it in a long time before I watched it again with Elizabeth. And then now it's when I, when I mentioned to her that, Hey, we're going to watch Sleepy Hollow. She was like, I need to watch it again. So yeah. it, it's definitely one of those that has become like, Oh yeah, this is, this is a really good one mm-hmm. and, and good for, for this time of year. Absolutely. So possibly the most, I, I don't know. I'm going to rephrase that. Um, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. I, Hocus Pocus. I am fascinated by this movie. Okay. In a lot of ways. Because, Let's hear it. So, okay. I I remember watching it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember liking it a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. When I, um, and then it kind of fell off when I was in high school. Like we all, I remember a lot of people like, oh yeah, Hocus Pocus was great. And then same thing all the way throughout in college. And then maybe around 2010, 2012, it, the fandom for it went nuts. Mm-hmm. Does that sound about right about that time frame? Uh, yeah. Like it was always there, and then suddenly it exploded again. I think probably the rise of the internet, like not the rise of the internet, but the rise of social media and and weaponized nostalgia. It is a such a staple that we all remember around that time. And then I remember, I remember two phases of it. As I said, watching it as a kid, and then as an adult, it being everywhere around Halloween and in a way that it wasn't before. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I remember, I mean, I, 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 I grew up in the same house as you, so we obviously yeah. watched it about the same amount of times. I thought it was a, a fun movie when I was little. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, amuck, 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 amuck. You know, there, there's lines in it that I, I remember thinking were funny back then. I remember the cat and, the, you know, it was a little boy, and I remember the, the woman on the vacuum cleaner. You know, but it, it wasn't like, it wasn't a foundational movie for us i don't think yes you know no. it, it was a, and neither was like neither was nightmare before christmas to be honest which right. i think that 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 also got to be really 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 popular lately yep and and it was mm-hmm. one that just kind of it it wasn't that we didn't watch it it just kind of missed our house like we just didn't and absolutely we didn't we didn't you know it wasn't a christmas vacation there are people that i know watched christmas vacation every single year for their entire lives and it wasn't mm-hmm. until i went off to go have my own family that 
that we watch Christmas Vacation every year, and I think it's hysterical. Yep. Yeah, I can remember. I can remember watching Christmas Vacation with you and Dad once. Right. Once. Right. And that's fine. It is funny that this mo- and and but to your point, so like I remember a girl in college. She really liked Hocus Pocus in a way that that is more mainstream now. And it was like, oh, you remember the kid's name that was a cat? Which is Thackeray, right? Thackeray Binks. Right. I remember Binks. I could not remember the first name. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, yeah, everybody knows that now. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I I wonder why that is. I I remember reading some, like... I can't remember the article, but it was like some backlash where someone's saying it's this. It feels like it is a a manufactured, as I said, the weaponized nostalgia. Somehow Disney found the right the right thing to for everyone to lose their mind over somehow, and we feel like it is now everywhere. I don't know. It's 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 also a very strange movie in general. Like I, um, so I'm going to contrast it with the second movie for a second. Mm-hmm. I did not like the, I did not like the second one. I don't think the second one worked very well. And I think part of it was it was too toned down. One of the things, like, this is a kid-friendly movie. Like, Hocus Pocus is a very kid-friendly movie. It is very, um, I'm trying to figure out the correct word without just saying, it's a very horny movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker wants to play with boys. (laughs) Uh, The bus driver, the whole time, the bus driver's on screen. There's just this, this... sense of it. They, they don't shut up about him being a virgin the entire time. It's very weird. And the second one doesn't have that, so it loses this weird... It's weird saying that about a children's movie, but it, it without having that, it doesn't work quite as well. I don't know. I really enjoy this, even as like a, a 36-year-old man. It's still fun because it makes me f- remember being a kid, so to speak. Something Victoria pointed out that I didn't notice because it's something I grew up with, but... This is a movie from 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's Halloween, and everyone's wearing long sleeves because it's cold. Yeah. And you watch the second one, and no one's wearing long sleeves because it's October and it's not cold. <laughs> <laughs> Global warming. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> it, it's funny. I um I I didn't mind the second one. It There's a real threat in the first movie. Like, yes. they're witches. They're going to eat you. They are trying to, they're mm-hmm. trying, I mean, they kill a little girl in the first, like, first couple minutes. She's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't joke around with that. Like, these are witches. Which, again, it's a difference between kid movies then and now, is that they're a little bit darker when we grew up, which uh-huh. I, I appreciate. The The second one, it, it, I liked the new Ghostbusters movie. Which one? Um, the not not the the Kristen Wiig one. Um, okay. Afterlife. I liked it. Gotcha. It is different though because it makes this like heartfelt thing out of a very snarky movie, mm-hmm. and like it, it's original Ghostbusters is like sarcasm. It's dripping with it and cynicism and yeah. and all of that, right? And what the what the new one does it like it, it's this really heartfelt like love letter to Harold, Harold Ramis and and that's great. That's all well and good. What the second Hocus Pocus does is makes this like really heartfelt appeal to what the Sanderson Sanderson sisters were, mm-hmm. and that's again all well and good. But it also detracts from us being scared of them because they are witches. They are trying to eat you. <laughs> they are trying yes. to take your souls. And that's what I think the first one does very well, is that these are 
as as for for all of the singing and silliness of it i feel like bet midler is a scary witch absolutely that's a good thing absolutely <laughs> she's i mean yes. she's 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 a scary witch um you know is she the witch from the dave eggers the witch no it's not that scary but it's a real threat and yes there's real stakes involved even uh, even amongst the <laughs> I mean, I love that the fact that the parents are all dancing. Yes. So I, that, that's that's such a good joke. Yes. Um, what's funny to me is, is something I love about Halloween movies is it's super rare to see licensed costumes in Halloween scenes. You see like a generic pirate or a generic knight or any or a mummy, but you never see anything licensed. Like you never see a character like a Spider-Man or anything. And I, I remember... It was the only Easter egg kind of thing I saw is that there's a kid dressed up as Mrs. Potts at one point from, oh, from Beauty nice. and the Beast. Yeah. It's the only one I saw. And like the, the crowd scene where all the, they're all dancing is probably the best sequence in the whole movie easily. Yeah, there's, there's a threat to it that doesn't make sense. That doesn't, doesn't transfer over because it's, this obviously wasn't intended to have a sequel. No. And then 30 years later they made one. Or right. 29 years later. It's hard for me to like reconcile that almost. Because the threat's over, how do they continue it? And they try and go in a different. They Highlander tooted it, but we're talking a lot about the second one as well. Um, oh yeah, we are. <laughs> well, I mean, because it just came out, and I, honestly, I, I, I we watched the second one just recently too. It is funny that like the kids like the second one. I don't know how much they like the first one. I think they like them both equally, which is is at least they like the first one. I'm glad right. that they like that one. I don't know. I I still haven't. I, I've been waiting for them to find their own thing. Thing, and they kind of have. But a lot of it, it, it's kind of sad because a lot of their thing is just newer versions of what we liked. Right, and I get I get that. You know the the Ninja Turtles movie was really really good. I liked the the Mutant Mayhem movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I've heard nothing but good things about it. It yeah. it, it was really really good it's, it's probably the best ninja turtles movie that i've seen nice what i mean it's not you know not a high bar there <laughs> but it's still a ninja turtles movie and mm-hmm. you know i think that uh, he um elliot and eleanor really like the spider-verse movies a whole lot mm-hmm. they're still spider-man you know it's so it's there hasn't been a right a thing that's a... come out that is like unique to them yeah i mean that, that's unfortunately the nature of of the beast right now it seems like because the last time i saw a the last ip that i can remember everyone losing their mind over collectively that was unrelated to something in the past was pirates of the caribbean i was gonna say harry potter well i'm thinking like visual medium like because like oh okay the harry potter okay. books yeah I, I, I would agree but those are based off the books and same thing with like twilight or a lot of those the only like film series that I can think of of everyone losing their minds over that wasn't related to a book or an existing property was Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. No, I, I I agree with you there. I don't know. I um I don't. Every time I start thinking about Hocus Pocus, I think about it's weird because it's it's very clearly a fall movie, a Halloween movie. It takes place over the course of a single night. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting. It is so nineties. It is one of the nineties movies that's ever existed. Oh, with ice like the bully. Oh God. <laughs> So, so so good so and, 90s and, and riding his bike and i hate living in i i hate living here why did you make me come here such an angsty child which i mean i get yeah but i i so there was one other thing like this is something i hadn't thought about uh before but when they go they're trick-or-treating and it's really cool and it's nice 
and they go to um, Allison's house, and everyone's in like Revolutionary War war outfits or like high class party. Mm-hmm. That's an eyes wide shut party, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, there there are that, there are code words, and you know somebody is speaking for him, and yeah, uh, like so, someone died at that party. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, that that's the house I always wanted to trick or treat at. Right. Well, and I, it just <laughs> they were giving away full size Snickers. Right. Well, this again, it is a it is a a wonderful in for for me at least. You know, I I love Halloween and I love spooky movies, and this is a great movie for us to be able to like, or for for me to introduce scary movies to the kids. Mm-hmm. And there are you know, there's some. Sp- parts where eleanor still gets like spooked out by it but it, it's fun you know it's not a, it's not a, a slog or it's not like so scary that they're gonna hate it but then also it's not you know it, it, it it's a good balance of like hey halloween's supposed to be fun like it's not it's not supposed mm-hmm. to be this like horrifying nightmare all the time that, right. that goofy and fun has its place in halloween just as much as like the really really scary stuff I love the ticking clock element. You know, they they have to get this done by this time. There's a lot of neat little just just jokes that I I still find funny. I still think it's funny when they go run to the cop for help and the oh, cop God, like takes great. down their information and then she gets on his bike and his date shows up and like who are that? I don't know. Some dumb kids thought I was a cop and it's like you know all the adults are dressed up. Um, so he mm-hmm. he was in a costume or like Gary Marshall shows up. No, I didn't know who Gary Marshall was when I was a kid, but now I can watch this and I know who who that is and and that that that's Penny Marshall is his, his wife and you know he's Satan and you know just mm-hmm. lots of little fun you know gags like that. And Bette Midler, I think, is pretty great. One one thing that I, I love about this movie, um, it's like Doug Jones' first movie, or at least the one that he like yes. got most of his... And Doug Jones, ugh, I pop really hard for Doug Jones mm. every time. <laughs> and it's... Well, he's Saru in Discovery. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's just... I love him. He's wonderful. I just want to see... I, I hope he has a long career. I love how, like, he cuts his mouth open and he's just, like, shit-talking her the whole time. That's yeah. Great. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's a it's a fun Halloween movie. It's not one that like again. It, we we watched it. I don't know if it was. I don't know why it wasn't like more popular around our house. It is mm-hmm. fascinating to me that there's so much merchandise for it now, and it and it seems it seems like it has a nostalgic factor that it doesn't necessarily warrant. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I that it, 100% agree and, with that. and I'm not saying I'm not saying that in a in a bad way. I'm not saying like, oh, this wasn't a good movie. People shouldn't like this. No, it's a good mm-hmm. movie, and I think that that's great that people like it. I don't remember it being part of like the cultural zeitgeist enough. Right. That's exactly what I was trying to say earlier. Is that it, it doesn't? It seems like it just blew up within the past couple of years. Right. I mean, I don't. Yeah. And I and again, great. I, I, there are plenty of movies that are way worse. And are somehow appreciated far better. I don't, I, you know, I was trying to think of, you know, when you were talking about that, like, what are some movies that, or, you know, what do you think? What are some movies that you think have, are enjoying, you know, a, a nostalgia factor that are not good and should not have a nostalgia factor attached to them? I don't know. Like, it, it's weird because we're, we're constantly mining the 80s and 90s for thing, for the next thing that could, to get a sequel or to get a, 
a reboot. I'm okay with, with some reboots because that's at least trying to... I, I wish we would reboot things that didn't work properly. And try again. Try something a little different because you almost got an idea there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't... I, I don't know. Like, I... You know what I didn't like growing up? What? And I, I thought was stupid back then, and I don't get why everybody likes it. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I don't... I, I've I never... Do, I do not understand it. I think it's cheesy and in a not fun way it was just dumb i don't i mean i don't think you're gonna hear too many arguments about that but like so so many people thought like that was just like such a oh zach morris is awesome no he's not no he's stupid yeah i don't actually know like i'm trying to think of it i'm blanking on everything and basically like it's it's the disney catalog like their live action remakes are are i think or the thing that I keep coming back to, if you're asking like what has an undue popularity, is not the Disney properties themselves, but them, the soulless cash grab, so to speak. But I still enjoy them so- somewhat. Here's one that seems to be a zombie. For a time, The Simpsons may have been the best television that was on air. Mm-hmm. Like in the early '90s, like the first from seasons like three to nine were genuinely amazing. Some of the best television that's ever been produced. And then it's kind of limped along. And it doesn't quite work the way it used to. It's still funny, but I don't understand why it still exists so popularly, I guess. Hmm. That's another one. Like, um, a lot of the, like, Futurama, it's great. I love it. I wish that it would die. I wish that they had let it die. I, I wish Family Guy had died 20 years ago. I thought that it did. I didn't realize <laughs> it was still on. Yep. It, it, is, it is still chugging along. I don't exactly know what I want my nostalgia to be. I'm okay with other people finding the, finding the, the toys of my youth and playing with them, but I don't know if... I, I feel like there's a thought there, but I can't quite articulate well, it. Well, and it's also... It, exact... It's okay to not like the things that you liked when you were little. Uh-huh. It's okay. The, you, you don't have to keep liking these things. Like, and, and I have... You can have a fondness for, like, you know, I... I, I yes, I really enjoyed... Ninja Turtles when I was little. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the Ninja Turtles now unless I'm going with my kids. And if they enjoy it, right. then that's great. But I'm not going to go sit around and watch a Ninja Turtles movie. Just like I can't, I physically can't watch Marvel, like the MCU movies anymore. I can't do it. I've tried a couple times, like for some of the new ones after, mm-hmm. at like post Endgame. Yep. I'm, I'm kind there, of, I'm kind of all done. I'm kind, and yep. it's not superhero fatigue. Because I think that that's stupid too. Because like I hate that term. Like, yeah, super, we mentioned super, it last week. Yeah, super last fatigue. Like no, it's not. I just I'm just kind of done with that kind of story. And here's here's the, okay. So Iron Man to Endgame tells an entire story, tells one complete story, and then there's more. And it's the exact same problem that the sequel movies have uh, compared to the prequels in the original trilogy. And the problem is that well, so. Uh, episodes one through six tells a complete story, mm-hmm. and then there's three more movies. But, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and because the, there's not a cohesive story that they're telling. At least, and maybe maybe it's because I haven't seen all the stuff. But I feel the, the, it's. It, I guess it's like it, the it's multiverse not. saga. Is that what it's doing? Yes, that's that's kind of what they're calling it, and that's fine. I just it's just it. it I don't feel the stakes. Multiverse stuff immediately like sucks the the stakes out for me in a lot of stuff because and I don't because in in like in an infinite timeline none of this is happening exactly and and it doesn't no, matter yeah, yeah. Um, I I tried watching the Eternals with Elliot have you seen that I've one heard nothing but bad things I've heard nothing but bad it things. it was horrible 
and so much of it <laughs> because it's like a, <laughs> it's like a two hour two forty. Jeez. And like so, one just the pacing gets off when you get into that kind of length of a movie. Like we're we're not mm-hmm. we're not talking about like fucking Oppenheimer or you know. <laughs> Or, you know, Killers of the, the Flower Moon or whatever, right? Like, we're not talking about a, a Scorsese epic that, like, y- you know going into it is going to be a different kind of movie. So, okay, I'm, you know, the idea of traditional pacing is is, is going to be a little bit out. This is a super... It's people in costumes fighting on green screens. This is a superhero movie. Just, let, I'm not saying that every movie has to be the same. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But have some, like structure and have some beats and have like an you know there's a reason why certain stories you know are told a certain way Mm -hmm. and when there's all these different characters that i really don't know about it was they're basically they were trying Mm -hmm. to do like it's you know the the eternals are i guess it, it seems like they're almost they're more even more powerful than the avengers so then You're trying to introduce all of these people all at once, and it, I don't know. It just was really ch- sloppy. Mm-hmm. It was just not like it, to the point where my son was like, "Can we just watch some Bob's Burgers instead?" It's like, yes, <laughs> we absolutely can watch Bob's Burgers instead. I would much rather. Yes, I'd much rather do that. <laughs> um, I, I forgot about this. Um, Hocus Pocus is great. It's wonderful. It's oh yeah, fun. It, it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going back to going back to the other conversation. <laughs> I saw this the other day, and I I couldn't I can't really articulate the noise I made when I heard it because it seemed algorithmically generated to drive me insane. But apparently, there's going to be a Krull reboot. A reboot. Did you hear about that? I have not. Yep. Yes, by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, you, you, on on the one hand, <laughs> like I, I could I could hear you hear them hear the words crawl reboot and like you you get like instantly giddy and mm-hmm. and then you hear who it's by <laughs> and you get instantly annoyed it's just like i i it was the, the the anguish that just slipped out of my mouth when i heard that i just lost my mind because he is a very good director for 15 minute increments if he wants to make 15 minute star wars short films i will be there day one on board However, he can't tie screen scenes together to save his life. And I want to know what's in the box, JJ. I want to know what's in the mystery box. He's anyways. He he's a good he's a good visual director. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that I'm not going to lay the the problems I have with the sequels on his feet. At his feet. Absolutely. I won't lay all of them at his feet, but I will say that Oh, there's I some. Think, there's there's definitely some. Yes. He bears part mm-hmm. of the blame. I think the whole, like, all of them bear a lot more of the blame because they didn't go into it with... Uh, anyway, I could tell yes. you all about Th- the that's thing. A whole, yeah, Th- that's... that's a whole other discussion, but... Um, uh, <laughs> that's really funny that, it, of course, it's him. Oh, of I course, just, it's like, him ah. because it, like... Because now you can't be excited about it. Just immediately deflated. Well, you know, it's and that, also, it's that like... Few, it's, like why, why crawl? Why? Why would you redo crawl? Like, cause it 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 wasn't. Now you're angry about it. Well, no, cause like, I, and I'm saying this in a like, I think it's great. It's not a people don't think it's great. No, it's cheesy. It's terrible. Like no, it's it's, nobody, a, it's a punchline. 
It is a punchline. Nobody. It, it's a punchline in um, in uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. Um. Um. James Franco, the stoner characters, and is isn't it that what it was? I think like um. Seth Rogen comes in like, oh, you're watching Crawl, <laughs> and it's like, of course he is, because that's a stoner's like. That's what they do. They sit around and watch Crawl. Mm-hmm. Like that. That isn't. Is that a movie that people are hungry to see? Is that a story that people are like, yeah, we should remake Crawl? Who who actually wants that? Other than you know me and you. Yeah. Exactly. But not th- there's not a lot of uh, honestly, there's not a lot of you, Ellie, uh, Lucas. There's not a lot of you. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I'm aware. <laughs> so like bean counters, I can't imagine that that's something that they're thinking. Oh yeah, we should remake Crawl. Yeah. I that's just... just that's that's bizarre to me. That just that that's what they're like. Yeah. Have we filmed so much other thing? Like we've remade everything else. I guess we'll remake Crawl now. Yep. And also, why why remake Crawl? Go make a new thing. Go remake something uh-huh. new. Like go go make your own crawl. Like your own. Yeah, and I'm not absolutely. saying like go remake crawl. Like go remake your own thing that is like crawl. Like you go make a weird fantasy movie. Well, so so have you heard about Rebel Moon? Which one's that? I, I'm excited. I'm excited about Rebel Moon. It's Zack Snyder's new movie coming out. It was essentially he built he made a a pitch to start for a Star Wars movie years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I heard about that, yeah, yeah. And he's making a new sci-fi thing. Uh, that sounds awesome. Great. It's, it's, Zack Snyder may be kind of a terrible director at times, but he makes things look awesome, and I'm okay with more Star Wars adjacent content. Um, yeah, it's, like, original stuff. Make, make original mm-hmm. things. I mean, I would say that, I think that Guardians, the first Guardians, That's I know great. it was an MC mo- MCU movie, that was pretty original, Mm-hmm. That was an original take on us, you know, on that kind of thing. You can do original movies, and people will go watch them. Oppenheimer made—I know it's based on a real true story, but you know, it was original script. And mm-hmm. Barbie, obviously, I know it's based on Mattel, but that was an original script. It seemed mm-hmm. to do okay. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was really good. Victoria loved it. I just didn't get a chance to see it. Oh, I'm, I I heard it was really good too. I mean, I was making a joke that it did okay in the box office, but oh yeah, I, absolutely, I, I get yeah, it. it. Yeah, it did all right. Um, you know, so I know and, <laughs> a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, you know, pe- people will watch good things if you give them good things to watch, and they will watch original things if you give them original things to watch. And I just don't understand like why. And this actually this brings us back to Hocus Pocus two. Yeah, Hocus Pocus two. I I liked it. I know you didn't like it as much as the first one. I don't think it's as good as the first one either. Was that really a story that needed to, to be made? And yeah. is, is crawl the crawling, <laughs> or the whatever it's gonna be called? Crawl two, crawl harder. The crawl two, the crawlest. Well, but why? Why would why would you remake Crawl? That's what I'm pissed off about now. Not that it's J.J. Abrams. It's that it. You know what? You should. What I would love for them to, people to do, like you know, if studios, you know, they're strapped for cash, you know, with the writer's strike, mm-hmm. like re-release old movies in the theater. Yeah, like they did during COVID. Is that what like, they did? That, that was nice. Yeah, a lot of times they released like to keep like theaters were releasing old re-releasing old movies and. Because oh, there yeah. were no movies being made, and yeah, and was that's fine. It's fine. Do do that. Um, Put crawl back in the theater. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I'd go see it. Absolutely. And it, and it's got to be cheaper than making a new movie, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't. Harumph harumph harumph. 
and it's J- and it's JJ Abrams. I know that's that's it's just funny. Like, of course, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> just kick a guy when it's down. Why not? <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at the list now. Yes. <laughs> We've gone off. Of, I think most of this episode has been tangent. Hey, that, and, um, but 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 and you know why? It's because usually when it's they're bad movies, we have lots to say about them and just how awful they are. Good. And these are both actually these are really good. I, I these are I I would recommend watching both of them. One of them will probably actually make it now further into my Halloween movie rotation. The other one, Hocus Pocus. Now that I have kids. It was already in the Halloween rotation. These are solid movies. Absolutely. Yes. So, Sleepy Hollow, what are you thinking? Oh, by the way, in mm-hmm. looking at the list, I showed um, Elliot and Eleanor the Mummy with Brendan Fraser, part of Halloween. So they loved it. I yep. I pit because they were, and they were a little leery about it because it was, you know, it's a mummy movie. It's scary. And I pitched right. it. I pitched it to them as it was more like the Goonies. It's an adventure movie. Yes. And and that got them to watch it, and they ended up. Pre- they thought that I was right that it wasn't. There's some scary parts, but it's more mm-hmm. adventure than anything else. Absolutely. Which yeah, and it it's just really really good. <laughs> I really really like that it's one. So good. So... Um, I mean now neither one of these is, is that level. Right. I think so. Sleepy Hollow. Okay. I am gonna put it. Uh, it's going to be pretty high up here, Lucas. Yep. I'm going to put it... I don't think it's as good as Pirates. Pirates 1? It's not as good as Pirates 1. Okay. Is it better than A Knight's Tale? Because <sighs> I, 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 that doesn't feel right to me. I, 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 don't, I don't like that. No, I think A Knight's Tale is better. Yeah. I, I think w- I'd probably <laughs> rather watch Sleepy Hollow over Beowulf. I would. Yep. Yep. I'll put it there. Cool. All right. And Hocus Pocus... Here's the here's the thing. I, I don't know if I can. I can also say I don't know if um, it's also better than uh, a Knight's Tale. You don't wait. You you don't think it's better I, than? <laughs> I don't think it's better than Knight's Tale either. I'm looking at it like everything else doesn't feel right. Like it's better. I think it's better than Sleepy Hollow. I would put What's it. Up? I would put it above oh. Sleepy Hollow. Yep. But I also wouldn't put it beyond. I would actually, if if I had to say anything, I'd say it go Pirates, Knight's Tale, Hocus Pocus, Sleepy Hollow. Literally what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Very two. And then, uh, you know what? Let's just knock it all off since I already watched Hocus Pocus two. We could put Hocus Pocus two down far on the list. <laughs> we'll be yeah, there. I'm fine with that. We talked. We talked a fair amount about it. We talked yeah. about. Yeah. Well, well, this is this will be a three for um, Hocus Pocus two. Um, that's. I would. I think The Witches is better than Hocus Pocus two. I think so too. And I think Hocus Pocus yeah, 2 is perfect. better than Black Cauldron. <laughs> perfect. Sounds good. There we Got go. three down. Good. There we go. <laughs> oh, man. Lucas, where can, uh, where can folks uh, find us? Uh, you can find us at basically any uh, streaming platform. <laughs> Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you want. Um, our theme music, Goblin Road Trip, is produced by the incredible Lillian Boyd. You can find her at Here Lies Lil on Twitter. Our artwork is done by the wonderful Wes Forbus. And um, it's Halloween out there, y'all. I know that there is some dark things going on in the world, as always. Look out for each other. Try to enjoy this. Take the joy when you can. Take the joy when you can. And hopefully there's more treats than tricks on the 31st for you. Mm-hmm. I hope so, too. Everyone have a good night.